What's happening guys? Johnny Pickleball here and that's it. We are live. Ready to go with the Around the Post show. The moment you've been waiting for, we have the PPA versus the APP. But we're gonna have Kyle's rant, the top play, epic fail, really dude. We're gonna check in on Ryan Sherry and give you a tip of the week. So let's do it, let's set it up, let's go Around the Post. All right, what's happening, guys? Johnny Pickleball here, and I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Kyle Yates, and our distant cousin, Eddie. Perfect. <laughs> Kyle, what do you got? What's up, guys? There we go. We got you back now, Kyle. You there? Dude, I can't hear. What the f... <laughs> All right. Well, guess what, guys? Go ahead and uh, find us on social media. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can follow us all there at Around the Post Show. Give us some love. That's it, man. Awesome. Kyle's going to fix his little volume issue off the bat. Just keep in mind, for this week, we have exactly what everyone's been waiting for, the PPA versus the APP. We're gonna light some people up. I know we said we're not gonna name drop or drop some opinions, but we're gonna do all the above. But first, you know, we're gonna start off with all our fun stuff, and that's gonna be the uh, epic fail really dude moment. So Eddie, go ahead and roll that. And that's gonna be from John has an oral. Sent that in, John has an oral. And I think that's actually how you say his name. I'm not positive, but here we go. I haven't seen these yet, by the way. Oh my gosh. Oh, he broke his own ankles. And actually, I just talked to, this is that Ben Paquette, Mandy Ballard. Look at these guys. Where was he so going? Like, that was an oh, aggressive coach to begin with. That's pretty crazy. I hadn't seen that yet, but it looks like the guy tripped over his own feet. Well. I mean, what do you do? What do you do? That's why know. you don't use temp nets. <laughs> <laughs> there we call that every time you hit the temp net, that's so back special. Oh. Bummer. All right, perfect, guys. So now let's go ahead, Eddie. The next play that we haven't seen, we haven't seen the top play of the week either. So roll it, man. Let's do it. This one's going to be by Arnab Baroa. So he sent this in. This is our top play. Is it spin uh -oh. back over? Oh, you gotta get there quicker. What a volley. It's sprint, run, jump over the net and slam it for the winner. A true hypersol, I mean, if that dude jumped over the net and hit it, hypersol would have signed him on the spot. Uh, man, it, you, guys, you guys gotta react quicker. The ball was so high, you gotta notice that backspin and get up there sooner. Yeah, perfect. So, hey guys, shot. remember, go ahead. If you have a top play or you have an epic fail that you want to submit, go ahead and send it to info at aroundthepostshow.com, man. Make sure you guys go ahead and send that to us, info at aroundthepostshow. So, Eddie, um, you tell us what's going on, man. We got some things from New Belgium going on, right? Let's do it. When was the last time you walked down the beer aisle at your local grocery store? 
you probably have noticed there's an increase of variety of hard seltzers out there, and they've really been increasing over the past couple years. Their popularity has skyrocketed, and you have many options now. So how do you know what's good? How do you know what a good hard seltzer is? Well, you look for Fruit Smash by New Belgium. Fruit Smash comes in three different flavors, and today I am drinking the Pink Lemonade Fruit Smash. It has a 4.7% ABV and just 100 calories. This has just enough flavor to keep you satisfied without any artificial aftertaste. This is perfect for a sunny day at the pool, the summer backyard barbecue, or enjoying Act the Pickleball Courts. Thank you again to New Belgium for sponsoring today's episode, and thank you for continuing to invest in pickleball. Cheers. Back to you, Johnny. All right, man. Cheers. Yeah, good stuff. Eddie with his New Belgium Brewing Company. Big shout out to New Belgium Brewing Company, man. And uh, you know, but first we got to go ahead and we got to go ahead and get to something that uh, is super important. I love this one, and I think it's going to be a really good tip. It is the tip of the week. Kyle, hit it. When you buy a new paddle, put on an overgrip. I see so many amateur players who don't use an overgrip. They just use whatever grip the paddle comes with originally. Every professional player puts an overgrip on because it's easy to replace. So when your paddle, your handle gets wet and slippery or dirty, you can just replace it in a minute and have a nice, fresh, clean, dry, sticky grip. So put an overgrip on your paddles. Be more like the pros. They know what they're doing. I mean, you just can't get this stuff anywhere else, guys. That's our tip of the week. We're gonna do it every single show that we have. Mind-blowing stuff there, mind-blowing, absolutely. So now, let's get to our next thing, man, to get through it. Here we go. Kyle's rant, let's go. Pickleball is everywhere these days. I mean, just this week alone, there are 24 tournaments on pickleballtournaments.com alone. 24, just this week. And the PPA and the APP just recently released their schedules for next year. And both tours have over 20 tournaments. So you could play a tournament every weekend somewhere if you wanted to. And that sounds great. I mean, more tournaments is better for the sport, right? Well, what's the motivation for these players to keep playing at every single tournament day in, day out? I mean, are they making any money off of it? How do they afford it? Not everybody can afford to play and train and travel all these events. You just can't rely on sponsors for everything and most players don't even have sponsors. So how do they do it? You know, most pros end up teaching to offset the cost of traveling, at least the ones who do it full time. You have to teach, otherwise you're not making a lot of money. You know, only the top three teams at most of these tournaments get paid. So if there's 40 plus teams in a draw, the top three get paid. You could grind your way, win five, six matches and get fourth and end up losing money on the weekend. So and you factor in like the pros who do it full time, like me and, you know, Ben Johns and Simone and these players, there's not a lot of leeway for new players coming in. I mean, the barrier to entry is pretty staggering. You know, you got the perennial podium finishers and it just gets tougher and tougher. So it can be frustrating for some of the pros that end up getting fourth or fifth place and not making any money. It's just, I don't see why people would end up doing that to themselves month in, month out, year after year. You see a lot of good players not playing anymore because of that. Because getting fourth or fifth just doesn't pay the bills anymore. So, 
What TOC did back a few years ago was they decided to pay deeper through the draws. They would pay like the top eight teams in a larger draw. So more teams would at least get their entry fees covered, maybe make some more money and maybe help pay for their airfare or their accommodations or their entry fees that players end up usually paying out of pocket for. And now I consider myself to be a pretty conservative person, fiscally at least. And I understand that the top players deserve to make more money. When they're winning more, they deserve it. And you don't really need to pay everybody. But who's benefiting from all these tournaments? It doesn't seem like most of the players are. Only the top few teams are really making any money. So what's the motivation behind these players playing year after year if they're not really making any money? Is that sustainable? And so somebody's making money off all these tournaments. Shouldn't the players at least get covered, get taken care of somehow? There's got to be a way to help them out. If we really want to see the sport, at least at the pro level, survive a few more years, another five years, ten years, how many of these players playing now are still going to be around then? And how do we appreciate these players who do go put on a show and entertain every single week, and maybe they don't always get on center court? But you can't run a tour with just a few teams. It takes the whole bracket to put on a successful tournament. And with, with these days, so there's only center court getting showed on live streams. I feel like there's a lot of players who pour their heart and soul into all these tournaments and they don't get paid and they don't get appreciated. And I think over time, you're going to start to notice that. And I think players are going to start getting more and more frustrated. And, and I'd hate to see the love of playing these tournaments fade. And uh, so I think there's a better way to do it. I'm hoping that PPA Tour and APP Tour can figure out a way to help appreciate some of these pros who really make the tours survive because it doesn't just take a couple people to make a tour go it, it takes the whole bracket all right perfect so that's kyle's rant of the week a good one at that preach sir it is what it is awesome <laughs> as glenn lucy likes to always point out to us so guys we'll be back right after these messages but make sure not to go anywhere because coming up PPA versus APP, it's on. We'll be right back. Want to highlight your pickleball venue? Email johnnypickleball at gmail.com today and bring the Johnny Pickleball Show to your hometown. Never miss out on new Around the Post content by subscribing to our YouTube channel. More Around the Post action starting now. All right, guys, welcome back. Johnny Pickleball here. I'm joined by Kyle Yates as well as Eddie from Eddie and Webby. And, uh, you know, let's take it down a little bit. Let's have, let's have a great discussion here. PPA versus APP. I've been waiting for this for a while. Kyle, you've been waiting for this for a while. Eddie, we'll leave you out of it as much as possible. All right, and so Thank here you. we go, man. Yeah, no, you're welcome. 
the first thing that I want to talk about, we're going to go through like bullet point by bullet point. So Eddie, if you can, man, I would even lower that music down a little bit more. I want to make sure everybody can actually hear this, you know, as much as possible. So here we go. First thing we're going to talk about bullet points. All right. Amateur experience. That's right. I'm not jumping in with the whole pro thing because that's what it seems like PPA likes to do. Everything's just all about the pros, right? So we're going to start with the amateur experience. All right. Which tour between the PPA and the APP gives a better amateur experience. Kyle, what do you got? Well, I'm not an amateur, okay? I, I, I don't know exactly what the amateur experience is like, but I will say that I know amateurs and I have asked them how they felt. In particular, uh, family members of mine who played in the recent Atlanta Open for the PPA. And while the pro players down in their stadium court had nice resurfaced, brand new, permanent courts, up top where you didn't see all the amateur courts were still old dilapidated tennis courts with temp nets and tape lines. Now, obviously, if you're running a big tournament with a lot of courts, a lot of people, it's gonna be tough to resurface courts for everybody, but it's tough seeing these people pay money and travel and come play. And they're playing on these flimsy cheap nets with painter's tape lines on old courts all packed together with no space balls coming all over the place now i've seen this happen on both tours but so far i feel like i gotta give the edge in the amateur department to the app i i've seen them take care of the amateur players a little bit more that's right i agree with you on that and actually i was going to say the same thing it seems like the app for an overall experience is giving the amateurs a lot more love in that regard. So they're showing them, you know, the good surface courts and they may not have as many players coming all the time, but what they're doing is, is that yes, they're creating a great experience for them by, by catering to them, by having everything done for them, by giving them everything that they have, whether they're a professional player, or amateur player. So uh, big kudos to the APP on that one. One point awarded for the APP. So that's one. Uh, so the next thing that we're going to get to is gonna be venues and stadiums, venues, venues, the venues. So uh, that's gonna be, you know, PPA's venues are, you know, listen, I'll talk about APP's venues, you talk about PPA, how about that? All right, so the APP's okay. venues are, are smaller, obviously, <laughs> you know, but in their defense, what they're doing is they're going in all regions around the country. So Kyle, I want you to think about this. If you're gonna represent the PPA on this one, APP is going to every single region around the country. They're growing pickleball. That's what they're doing. They're going to Indiana, Ohio, and in those places, that's their own little US Open, you know, wherever they go. They're going to New Jersey. They're growing pickleball in all these different regions. The PPA is only hitting up about four states. All right, after you. Yes, yes, but the PPA is doing a, a much better job of legitimizing the pro aspect of the sport. By securing these better venues, these Marriott's, these lifetime fitnesses, big stadium courts that can accommodate more people to come watch. It looks better in the live stream, just looks more official than some public park. Okay, the PPA is very picky when it comes to their tournament uh, locations, their venues, their courts, they only take the best. And I think that shows really well on the live streams where it shows the stadium courts. It makes it look way more professional. That is absolutely correct. However, what we are forgetting is that APPs can get their big venues too. They got Delray. 
Delray was one of the best ran tournaments of the year so far. They got Delray. They can get APP and Miami Masters that's coming up. They can get their big venues. But at the same point, they want to they support all the local communities and grow pickleball from the grassroots. Yeah, but can APP fill up the stadium? You go to these PPA events and you got these big stadium bleacher seating, but they're packed full with spectators. I played in Delray. They had a nice big tennis stadium, but there was not a lot of spectators in there watching. So PPA is finding a way to fill the stands. I don't know about fill the stands. I watched what happened during that gold medal match in the women's in Atlanta with somebody just going out there trying to pump up the tens of people. The tens. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is. But that's good. Okay, so, I mean, who do we give it to on this one? Do we go draw or do we go do we go PPA on this one? What do you want? I'll give you on this one. I'll let well, you have this it, one. It, it depends who you're asking. You're asking the pros or you're asking the amateurs. Because uh, I think they give you two different two answers, but I I gotta go I gotta go with with a PPA on the venues. Just be able to have so far what I've seen from the from the Marriotts and the Lifetime Fitnesses and the you got Ding Darling Tennis Center. These big tennis centers where <laughs> it's it's a tournament where it's it's meant to run a professional event. A lot of the APP events seem to be at like public parks, and and they're trying to make it into a stadium atmosphere, and and it's it's noticeable when you're actually there behind the scenes. That's true. I will say the APP probably doesn't do too many, uh, um, you know, little flybys with some drones very often, like the uh, PPA does. Yeah, so that is true. But at the same time, I respect what the APP is doing by trying to grow pickleball in all regions around the country and abroad now, starting next year. So kudos to them for that, man. That's what's up. Uh, so uh, we'll call it tied after that. All right. So getting to number three, man. Here we go. And I'm actually going to save this one for a little bit. So let me go to the next one. Um, let's talk about. Let's talk about the vendor benefit. The benefits for the vendors at these tournaments, uh, whether it be APP, PPA, I'll start with the APP. The, the benefits for the vendors that are showing up here, um, I mean, are they making money? Are they just spending money on the booth and not seeing a lot of foot traffic? It seems as though a lot of people are just, you know, the amateur players are the ones that are there and they're not getting any spectators really, so the amateurs are the ones watching the the pros, but the amateurs are so busy watching the pros are playing themselves that maybe they're not getting over to the booths to, to buy some stuff or, or, or do all that. Or maybe they already have all their equipment they need when they're coming to play, right? Because you should probably be ready to play if you're going to go play in a tournament. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. I feel, you know, I feel for the vendors that are going, man. But at the same time, it's all marketing advertising, so I understand that. I mean, the food trucks do very well. I know that. So <laughs> it is what it is. PPA? Yeah. Uh, you know, who is the, who are the people that are actually going to buy things at these vendor tents? It's, it's certainly not the pro players. Uh, most of the amateur players, but more especially, it's just the spectators. People who come in just to want to watch pickleball. Maybe they're fairly new to pickleball. And again, the PPA does a great job of marketing these pros and getting people out to come watch the pros. I feel like at the APP events, a lot of the players out there, they're playing and they're focused on playing and they're not really there necessarily to watch the pros for the most part so far from what I've experienced. So, you know, I, I've got to give the edge in the vendor department so far to the PPA who actually will bring in spectators just to come watch pickleball. Maybe people who don't even play, but from all the advertising and, and the buildup from the pros coming, they're likely to come out and watch. 
the location is really important of where you put your vendors to in, in relation to the facility. So that makes a big difference. It seems as like if you have a bowl seating uh, for the PPA and everything aligned that bowl around that bowl is vendors, it's easy because it's just heavy foot traffic constantly around everybody. Like you're forcing them to go through there. I do notice that at the PPA, whereas the APP, you had you do have to make a conscious effort sometimes. Uh, minus, minus Delray. Delray is a prime example that, you know, when they put everything together and they put it all in one, one area, uh, that, that was beautiful, man. It was absolutely beautiful what they did there. So, uh, huge credit to them for, for that one. But yeah, some of the others are a little, it's, it's a little questionable where you put the vendors, but you know, it is what it is. So awesome. Um, I'll, I'll give that one to PPA. That's fine. I mean, it was close. Yeah. I'll give that one to close. PPA. It, it's it all about it location. Close. It's close. It is. It is. All right, so let's get to um, the next one, and uh, and actually, I just well, this one's more of it's not one versus the other. This is just it is what it is. So, gambling is coming into pickleball. Gambling <laughs> is coming into pickleball, and that's happening, man. G, uh, Genesis Sports coming in. They're going to be doing some big things for the PPA for in the sense of in the sense of you can you can bet. Um, I mean, how many around the post Ben Johns is going to have and what's the over under what's, and as I get what they're doing, they're trying to get more people to watch pickleball because now you need to, you need to watch it in order to see if you're going to make some money or not, but who's to say a player won't tank. Depends what the bets are on. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want some guy coming out, coming in and yelling at me for, you know, losing a match. who's had some big money on me for, but you know, if, if I get offered, you know, $1,000 to take fourth place when third place only wins me 300 bucks. It's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, things to think about, you know, and but I'll be interested to see how many people take part in this. I keep picturing either the movie Bloodsport or Kickboxer and all the people right before they fight with their money up in the air, you know, <laughs> just see what happens, you know, just let it ride like it's the derby. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but if it can get people to, in all honesty, if it can get people to watch pickleball more, because we need that. Numbers are down right now, and they are, and there's no hiding it because everyone's out playing again. Like you said, there's like 30 <laughs> tournaments a weekend. I mean, that's like half our spectators of pickleball. Believe it or not, man. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. So that is the, um, the gambling I just wanted to bring to effect. So they are going to do it. We'll see how it plays out. All right. Next thing on my list, man, let's go ahead and this is again, let's talk about the 2022 schedule. 31 tournaments for the APP to include abroad. Again, hitting every different region. <laughs> They're paying out like a million dollars in total prize money. 1.3, sir. Wow. 1.3. So, so 31 tournaments for the APP, 20 tournaments, I think, for the PPA. 52 weeks in the year, you're playing about 51 weeks. Or no, maybe a couple overlap, but whatever. That's a lot well, of time. I'm not playing. I'm not playing 51 weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I got maybe 15 in me and I'm good. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's, I it's, think it's wild. great. I mean, I, I my, my rant was about, you know, you have so many tournaments, but they really don't pay deep. But, you know, you're giving players a lot of opportunities that maybe they can only play in certain locations. Maybe they can only travel so much. But again, you have players who are going to play nearly all of them. And so those players who are able to do full play full time and play in all these tournaments, their ranking is going to be better because their ranking systems, the standings list of both tours, is basically quantity over quality. 
you know, you've got Jay Devier, you know, no, nothing against him. He's a fantastic player, probably top five in the world right now. He's number one, and you see events played. He's played more events than everybody else in the APP. Of course, he's number one over Ben Johns. He's only played two events. So, but again, you're going you're gonna to reward players who can make that sacrifice and go play in all these tournaments where most of the casual players who maybe only want to play seven, eight tournaments, their, their rankings are going to slip. Their seeding is going to get worse. They're not going to make money. And it's going to be very, uh, it's going to be a little disheartening for some of these players who maybe only want to play 10 tournaments a year. Maybe they have a job. Yeah, and the ones, they can't do it full time. Right. And the ones that can afford it to go to all of the, uh, to all of the tournaments are the ones that are going to be able to benefit that it can do that as a full-time gig without having to do anything extra, even, even, even camps or clinics or whatever, because if you have one a weekend, I mean, you're pretty much recovery, get back to it. So that's, um, you know, it's pretty much like picking, grind. picking your, yeah, picking, picking your horse if you're a, a sponsor at this point, you know, and then just stick to them, you know, and that's it. Let those guys rise to the top. So cool. All right. But that's, that's the 2022 schedule, but, but I will say congrats to the APP for getting overseas though. I think that's pretty cool. France, Spain. Um, I think that's the England. That's, that's really cool, man. So that's awesome. I, I think that's great. And then for, uh, I think we'll try, PPA is going to try to get to Canada again. So um, we'll see. But a lot out West though. But let's talk about that for a second because they go out West. So a lot of PPA tournaments are in like, like I said, four States. They are branching into other places now, but the majority, half of their tournaments are out West. So if you have I'm in a California if you have people, right now, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm in Orlando, but I mean, like, that's, that's the thing. If we live in Florida, we live on the up and down the East coast. Cause a lot of the people from the West coast don't travel to the East coast. A lot of people, the East coast, they do travel to the West coast like you, right? Once in a while. So, but maybe you can't do that all the time. It's very difficult. So I don't know things to think about. That's a lot for the PPA to ask of the East coast players. So, all right. So that's the schedule. Next thing, let's just go through it really quickly. The rules and alliances, which one do you like more? The APP aligned with USA Pickleball and the rules that you can do, the buzz saw, you can do it off your fingers. You can probably kick that ball over for a serve if you wanted to and probably get away with it for some reason. Um, versus the PPA who has adopted classic whatever, but they are now aligned with duper, which means it's duper, super duper. It is... Pretty much, you, I don't, I, I do know, but well, I'll get your take on it first. Go ahead. Super duper with PPA, APP, and USA Pickleball. What do you got? Uh, I do think it's kind of funny to see a bunch of players physically spinning the ball with your hands before you serve in all these APP tournaments. You look at this past one in, in Indy, it seemed like all the players on the podium were doing it. Uh, so I think that's a little, little silly. It's definitely tough to watch a professional sport where people are whiffing and shanking underhand serve returns. I mean, as, a, as another professional athlete watching online, I think it looks a little tacky. So I like how the PPA is, is sticking to classic rules. It just maybe looks a little cleaner, looks a little more professional. Um, as far as duper goes, I've yet to really see it make much of an impact. Um, I'm curious to see where they go with it. I know they've got big plans. Uh, definitely the sport needs a rating system, an accurate one. We had one a couple of years ago, the USAPA was using, and it had its flaws, but I feel like they were onto something and apparently recently just kind of bailed on it. Uh, I would prefer to see them kind of stick with it and try to make it a little better, keep improving it, but we'll see what Duper's got. Um, I hear they, 
I hear they uh, adjust your your rating based off results from rec games, and I I lose <laughs> three five players in, in rec games all the time. Uh, so I don't think that's going to help me much. But maybe I got to take rec games more seriously from now on. Yeah, think of all those guys when you go out to a rec facility and they just take it super serious when they shouldn't, right? And now, now your rating's on the line. So imagine that. They're going to hit Phyllis <laughs> in the chest. You know, here it comes. You know, they don't care. But for the right price, guys, you can beat me in a rec game all the time. <laughs> you know, play some bets you know, that's on how it, that's going to go. Place it, yeah, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll add the gambling. We got duper rec game ratings. Oh, yeah, we, we, we're going to make a killing out of, out of the park. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right, cool. So that's our rules and alliances <laughs> from Duper with PPA. And Duper's there to, to set something in place for more so the amateurs. The pros have their, their rankings with the PPA of whatever it is. Duper's just trying to make themselves. Also, let's not forget, um, Kyle, for a USA Pickleball membership, what is that? That's 20 bucks a year. Am I wrong or is that right? Eddie, what do you got? Is, that, is USA Pickleball membership 20 bucks a year? Yeah, it's something like that. It's I think it's a little bit more, but right around that amount. All right, so around twenty bucks a year. Fact checker. It is what it is. That is and true. That, and that uh, and that and that payment that payment allows you to play in sanctioned tournaments. Yeah. That's correct. Nice. Okay. That's so nice of them. <laughs> Duper. Duper is ten bucks a month. So that is ten dollars a month. Uh, Duper is going to be ten bucks a month. That is one hundred and twenty a year for those that needed to carry the one into that one. Um, so that's one hundred and twenty bucks a year for you to go get your butt kicked uh, and rec play. And uh, but 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 you know if it's it is what it is with all the other things in the universal rating system for their you know the amateur events, then all will be fine. But just think of the prices. So figure that out for all of us that love to spend money in pickleball. <laughs> you know so all right cool so that's rules and alliances that okay next up is going to be marketing so the videos the marketing the advertising the player preference associated with those uh the ppa has done i uh, made it very clear that for the year with their contracted players that they will promote those players so even if you come out of the woodwork and you're probably going to be amazing and you're busting through there and you start winning everything, maybe they'll make an exception, but you're not going to, you're not going to see a banner of you until the next year. Once you sign with them, you know, it's an incentive obviously to, to do well and to compete and, and try to make it up there. But we know how hard it is to do that. You need partners to do it. And, um, you know, so they're, they're really focusing on just those eight players. And for that's the entire year though. So no matter what, even if you have a great season, it's like, oh, well, you'll never be seen, except maybe on center court once in a while. So that's their marketing and advertising and, and really just focusing in on those contracted players and saying good luck to everybody else. Um, I mean, the Instagram page of PPA has turned into the John's family page, you know, so it is what it is. Um, tough. Um, and then, I mean, other than that, that's, that's pretty much what we see. That's pretty transparent. There's duper... Uh, with those players and also I think it's the same players maybe two less maybe two three four less than uh, than what the PPA contracted for they have that click group with uh, it's very clicky PPA is very clicky in that regard let's just throw it out there it is what it is black and white clicky well they yeah the PPA made it very clear that they're focused on the cream of the crop the best players so we want to promote that we have the best players we as in the PPA they they want everyone to know that they have the number one 
through eight players in the world, and that's why you want to come to their events because you will see the best pickleball being played. Meanwhile, the APP, they're not going to pay people to come play their events. Uh, they, they basically say, look, we want to run quality events that people are going to want to come play. Uh, they don't feel like they need to bribe players to come play. But I don't see the PPA necessarily bribing players to come play for them. They just want to make sure that the best players come play their event for marketing and advertising purposes. And that's their that's their agenda. They made it very clear. Yeah, the APP is uh, doing something that they're going about it in a different way. So what they're doing is, and what's pretty cool is they're, you know, beside, those contracted players obviously aren't going to all of their events. So what they're doing is the, the APP is super fair. They don't care if you're the number one player in the world. They're going to they're going to give everybody a little bit of love. And they're going to show, you know, showcase a lot of players that are coming, pro players that are coming to uh, their tournament. They're going to showcase them on center court. And what they're also doing is they're the only thing that they, I mean, it's very easy. They do have their favorites. Okay. APP does have their favorites. I mean, and if you're winning a lot of their tournaments, you should be their favorites. It's mostly the Midwest players, obviously around Chicago. If you're from Chicago, around Chicago, the Midwest players, you may see them a little bit more than anybody else because that's kind of where their tours originated from. So whatever, but, but they do a really good job of being fair and, and showing love and attention to a lot of the players. Uh, and they do it also on a standings list. Uh, it's not a rankings. They do it by standings. So your accumulation of points by the time you, if you can make it to the top seven, then you get your registrations are comped. Now, I mean, that's top seven, which is great. So there is an incentive to do that and to play as many as possible while you're getting promoted at the same time. It didn't matter in Delray if the number one player of men and female came to Delray. They didn't care. Go back to court 46. We'll see you in a little bit when you make it to your medal round, you know, and, and they may not be used to that, which was great. I thought that was super cool, man. And so that that I got to give a huge uh, check mark to uh, the APP for their marketing and advertising of uh, everybody in the sport in general and trying to grow pickleball once again with and, and giving love to all pros. Uh, no matter who you are, you know, and no matter if you're number one or number 30, they do it, man. It is what it is. Are we agreement? APP on this one? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Awesome. Perfect. All right. So that's our marketing and advertising. Let's go ahead and get to quickly. I just want to bust through this because I'm not actually going to go into the details of this one because I can only really speculate because there's just so many inaccuracies and that's going to be the player payouts. Um, so many inaccuracies. Um, so, uh, let's talk about the senior pros between the APP and PPA. They're making more money at the APP events. They have a big field. They have a big field, men, women, senior pros, they have a big field. They're also getting on a center court, one of the, the two center courts that they have at APP. They're getting on one of those, they're getting seen, they're getting money as they deserve it. These guys are, there's a senior group of, of pros that are really starting to form and really starting to do you know, some big things and, and create that tour feeling for the seniors so that they have a place to go you know, once that pro run may be over, which is fantastic. Um, but they are getting compensated better in the APP than they are the PPA. Really? I mean, you look at the senior brackets and they are usually just as big as the pro brackets. And there's a lot of senior players and, and they got to pay money. They got to travel. They're putting all their, their uh, you know, heart and soul into all these events and traveling all the time. And, you know, if they're not getting anything for it, is that sustainable? So I think it's nice to nice to get back. And again, I feel like I'd like to pay deeper and, and pay more of them. There's so many people doing it. Not every, you know, not everybody's going to be able to make money and, and be successful, but you can't have a tour with just three teams. 
That's right. Also, you know, one thing that we don't really hear a lot about is, um, you know, it's been said, Kyle, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, it's been said and it's been seen that some of these uh, these PPA payouts of X amount of thousands uh, are also adding in the uh, the, the contracted players uh, appearance fee money. So it's not actually, you know, that actual money that's presented out there in the payout. So you take that out of it. Then you add in this, you start doing these numbers and you're like hey, a little head scratcher here, you know? So, but there also are different tiers of tournaments. So there is tier three, tier two, tier ones. Uh, so maybe, maybe we start to look at, well, maybe we only go to tier ones, you know, if that's the highest paid thing, right? And that, is that what players should probably do? Uh, if you go to the tier ones, you're playing against the best players in the world. So the likelihood of you being in the top three in the world to make the money is probably pretty slim. So I, you know, it'd be nice to see, you know, some of those top players not playing every single tournament. Maybe, uh, maybe they don't have to play all these tier twos and threes uh, to, to stay relevant and keep their ranking high. But as of right now, it still seems like it's quantity over quality. So you kind of have to play as many as you can or you kind of start slipping. Yeah, it's kind of USTA tennis rules at this point. You kind of have to just keep buying away, keep buying tournaments, keep buying the registration fees, keep going, keep going, keep going, and grind it out a little bit. So, all right, cool. So the next thing I want to get to, um, which is going to be broadcasting, the broadcast, the stream, the commentators. Here we go. And all right, so the broadcast, the team, and the commentators. Let's start with the PPA, and this one is going to be a PPA versus APP thing, okay? So this is a PPA versus APP. I'm going to give my spiel on, on both just because I've seen both. I've, I've seen both, right? So the PPA has has added in. They have their ESPN3. They have their CBS Sports. They have their big-time stuff that they like to do for championship Sundays, and, and they have their commentators that they put in there, the guys from the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and Drew Felios and, and these guys that are that this is what they do. You know what I mean? They may not know pickleball all fully or hardly at all, uh, but this is what they do. Uh, they align themselves with somebody that in the booth, um, uh, you know, that is a little color commentary, and then that's that's kind of how they go. So um, trying to make it as professional as possible. The stream of the first year wasn't very good. It was very glitchy sometimes. I think we had a lot of issues with that. They cleaned it up. They made it more look uh, more of a polished product uh, for this year, and I'm assuming it's probably only going to get better. Um, but getting but getting solid commentary to go in and understanding that you don't need to talk while the players are playing all the time and just let them play is obviously a huge thing that I would suggest uh, for the PBA. <laughs> um, APP. Now, the PBA also, you know, they're broadcasting. We can honestly say they're at the biggest venues, so it looks pretty. It already it already looks pretty, which means you have to give even more credit to Boxcar Productions and what they've been able to do at APP. Because, I mean, it's a team of like four people, period, that are setting everything up around this facility, man. And it looks good. And they made it look great. Boxcar Productions is phenomenal for what they for the, the, the amount of people that are working it. It's insane. PPA's got a freaking bus outside in the parking lot with about 15 dudes like it's NASA. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on. You know, so you can't tell me. I mean, come on. APP is doing a fantastic. Kyle Salinko is doing a fantastic job with what he has to work with. That dude is climbing fences like he's a koala at every tournament. It's nuts. So 
now we get to a little bit part of the only problem is when we think of commentary, okay, APP, PPA, I think the APP commentary could be better. It could be better than the PPAs. They're missing one thing and one thing only. And I think without a certain female in that, in that booth, they could be better than the PPA's commentary. That's all I'm gonna say on it. That is, that is it. I'm not gonna name drop it, but I think we can figure that out. So without her, they'd be fantastic. The other guy that's in there, he knows pickleball. He does a great job. The other guy, uh, guys and gals that come in there too do a great job. But for the most part, man, that, that is what it is. So um, yeah, I think they could yeah. be better. But as of right now, as of right now, I gotta go to the PPA a little bit just because, just be, just because of that one girl. That's it. And and I think I think you hit it right there with with a player who seems to know what they're talking about. That to me is is the most critical aspect that both live streams are missing is the player insight. I mean, the PPA had Ben Johns just a couple weeks ago in the booth. And everybody loved listening to him because he knows what's going on. He's actually watching the match and can pick apart what players need to do, what they are comfortable with, and he can dissect what's going on and gets people more engaged in what they're watching. If, if you're watching a match and you're listening to people who really don't know what's going on or they're talking about something that's totally irrelevant to what is happening, it disengages you from the match. And so I think right. both tours... Now you have the PPA who has who have these professional commentators who sound great, and and I don't want to be overly critical because that is not an easy job. I've been in the booth with you no. before, and it is not easy doing commentary. But you have these professionals in the PPA who who do a lot of commentary for other sports, and they sound great and they sound like they know what they're doing, but they don't bring any real pickleball insight to what you're watching, and I think that disengages me personally from what I'm watching. And now you go to the other side. You go to the APP, and I feel like some of them, some of them, you got, you know, like a Dave Fleming. I personally love listening to him talk because one, he's got a good voice for it, and he knows what he's talking about. He's watching the match, and he's dissecting what's happening in the match. It gets you focused on the match, which is ultimately all you're trying to do. But when you have people on there talking about irrelevant information and other things going on, and it distracts you from what we're actually trying to see. So I think both tours could do a better right. job of of improving and focusing on the match a little bit. Uh, so far, yes, I would give the stream and the viewing quality so far to Boxcar and the APP. I think I, I like Absolutely. watching. It's clearer, the replays, everything seems nice and fluid and I enjoy the aesthetics of it. But as far as a listening standpoint, it can be a tough listen in some of these matches if they don't have their ideal commentators in there. Give me more Morgan Evans. I love his accent. I can listen to that guy all day. He knows what he's talking about. That's what the sport needs. People who will draw attention to what is happening in the match. Bring player insight. So pretty much, it's almost like they're complete opposites at this point. The PPA has knowledgeable caller commentators, right? Or, or um, the big voice, I should say. I'm sorry. They have the big voice of what they need to be in there to set it up but their color commentary with some of the people that they choose to bring in there is kind of off sometimes. 
You know what I mean? It is what it is until you get like a Ben or Irina once in a while to come in there. Whereas on the APP side, they have some of the guys like Dave and Dominic that, that know pickleball and they're in there, but they don't have that big voice to set them up. They just have somebody who's more of a fan. You know, she's more of a fan than she is actually like a, knows anything about pickleball, obviously, which is fine. It is what it is. So, you know, that's it. So we want to give, but again, I think Boxcar Productions actually is, is the better of the two streaming things. So who do we go with? Is it, I mean, it's close. Who do we go with? As a, as a whole, I think PPA is improved enough where I'd, get, I'd give it to them right now. But like you said, APP could be right there. Just a little tweak. One change. One, one change, one tweak. They're, they're over the top. That's all they need. That's right. Okay, cool. So that is our broadcast team. We're actually tied at three apiece, believe it or not, because I probably forgot to write others down. Um, but we actually have, if, if remember, if anybody has any questions about or comments, you're more than welcome to since we're live. And um, grounds passes. So grounds passes at each of these tournaments is starting to happen. Grounds passes. Some of sometimes they're charging children. They don't care. You know, ten bucks, ten bucks here. And I understand there's COVID restrictions probably still in order for these guys to still do their thing, and they can only limit so many times. But at what point do we get to where players' family members are getting charged to come in and watch them because they aren't participating? Do we do that? Is that right? It happens. It's happening. At this point in the sport, you just need people in there to appreciate and watch and have a crowd. If you're if you're having a, a gold medal match and there's just maybe 15, 20 players in there watching and no spectators, you're not doing you're not doing the sport justice. You're not doing the players justice. Me personally, from experience, playing in Indian Wells or at the U.S. Open when it's a full crowd, that's I mean that's what we've been dreaming of. That's that's what you want as a player, and it's 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 tough. It's tough to be motivated. It's tough to play at a, at a venue where there's just nobody there watching. So why are we charging people? <laughs> we, if anything, if anything, you want to try to pay people to get in there right now. You know, until the sport gets to that level where you have to charge people. U.S. Open with a stadium court, they have to charge people because the place is going to be too packed. They have to limit the spectators. But if you're at a tournament where there's the stands aren't full, why are we charging people? Especially kids. Let the kids in. Come on. Let the kids in. Let the kids in. Just don't charge. <laughs> Let them in. Gee, my goodness. Let them in. That's right. Eddie, do you have any thoughts on uh, on the PPA APP? You good? I love them both. <laughs> so great. All right. Perfect, man. All right, guys. So that is our, I think, APP versus PPA. Again, you're more than welcome to leave some comments, leave some noise. Byron Frezzo, I will be anticipating about a four-comment, four-page novel of a comment coming from you, sir. So uh, both tours are using Duras. Thank you, I think, for the most part. So I, we all appreciate that for right now. We'll see if money takes over at some point to the point where you're getting like Franklin or Core or whatever. Uh, a G40, I think, is something that Gearbox came out with maybe, the Engage Tour Ball. Whatever comes out, you know, it, we'll see, man. I mean, you never know. But for as of right now, it looks like both tours are rocking the Duras. And it looks like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, is, is, if, there, if you could have one more major improvement or just an improvement, Kyle, to each PPA and APP, what would it be? Oh, there's a lot of little things. And a lot of little things. And I mean little things, just small tweaks here and there. Uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate of protecting the players, taking care of the players. Uh, like I said, I, I think, you know, there's okay prize money. I'd like to see, I, I'm curious why we're not getting enough sponsors. And I think one of the reasons is not enough people are watching. 
and I know that we're improving our live streams. So I think better commentary, get more people watching, take care of the players a little better. Uh, all those all those things can be solved. Just a lot of small fixes can go a long way. Yep, and I got one last thing that I'm gonna throw out there. Ken Herman versus the Connors, all right? And that's what we're gonna do for a second because, <laughs> because Ken Herman is a, you know, he valeted, you know, Christine McGrath's car to make sure that she would, could even make her match, right? I mean, geez, Connors and Connor, man, you can't, go ahead, try to call them right now, somebody. I guarantee you're not gonna get through. Guarantee, they never pick up their phone. They don't even have ice. They have ice at the tournament sometimes. 85 degrees in Tampa, there wasn't even ice at the PPA. Let me call that. Ryan Sherry would love me for that right there. They don't have ice. Now, I, I will say I've, I have been able to go to the Pardos and with, with suggestions, constructive criticism in the tournaments, and every time they have been receptive, and in most cases actually uh, went and fixed what I, what I brought to their attention. So I have been appreciative of that aspect. Um, APP has been a little bit less receptive to some constructive criticism in the past. But I, I do feel like at the start of the of the year of the tours, man, the PPA wowed us. I, I was very impressed with the PPA, everything they were doing, everything was grander scale. Uh, they were taking care of the players. Uh, but over time, I've seen the APP just slowly chugging along, improving little by little every single every single week. And now it's it's getting really close. And uh, obviously, I hope both tours succeed. I want them both to make money. I want the players to be taken care of. I want the players to make money and uh and have careers and so we have to support these tours in order to help the players uh, but you know we got to keep improving uh i think both tours are trying to do that uh i think uh I, I think it's been very interesting to see where we are by this time next year and see uh whose investments end up paying off that's right and i will say one thing for both connor and connor um the uh, uh, connor ogden the pardo family connor pardo and ken herman man um these guys both they, they all work their butts off they do they work very very hard the team at app works very 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 hard connor and connor and, and that team works very very hard um with what they have to do in order to get everything together I, it, it, that is that is even steven man the amount of effort put in by both tours is is even so um yeah you just got to support them as much as you can and 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 we'll see what we can do and hopefully we've given everybody some insights and some you know into what's going on and what the ppa can offer what the app is offering and just some maybe a different viewpoints and you know you're more than welcome to to uh message eddie with any comments and um yeah so all right guys and with that note i want to make sure that we go ahead Take it to commercial break. All right, let's take a breath. Does life sometimes cause you extreme heartache or stress? Do you suffer from seasonal allergies or the common cold? Then maybe you should consider Eddie and Webby. Eddie and Webby most likely won't be able to help with any of these symptoms, but Eddie and Webby do provide high-quality pickleball content on YouTube. Rare yet sometimes frequent side effects of tuning into Eddie and Webby may include uncontrollable laughter, severe entertainment, loss of appetite, or a total waste of time. Eddie and Webby may not be right for everybody, but if you like pickleball, Eddie and Webby might be exactly what you're looking for. Do you want your top pickleball play featured on our show? How about your game face, or epic fail? Email it to info at aroundthepostshow.com.
All right, perfect guys. Johnny Pickleball here with Kyle Yates, Eddie from Eddie and Webby, man. And uh, you know we have to we have to check in on our boy Ryan Sherry. Let's see what Ryan Sherry's up to. He's got a tournament next week. He must be practicing. <laughs> oh my god! No way. What? Those moves. Look at those moves. Here, do, should I do the commentary so for it? Eddie, can you look at that? <laughs> He's so cultured. Hey, Eddie, can Eddie, can you run that back one more time? I got I got an idea for this one. Watch this. We don't have any audio on this. Here we go. Look, Ryan can't stop talking. He's always talking. That's a thing. He has to do it. Like, hey, hey. Here we go, girl. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so Ryan Sherry, man, having a good time as he always does. Doing this thing, we like to check in on him. He's actually doing some constructive footwork for once. So with a lovely lady on his arm per usual. So all right, guys. That's cross Thank training. You. That is that is cross training. <laughs> yeah. That's cross training. That's cross training. That's right. That's it. All right, guys. Johnny Pickleball, Kyle Yates, Eddie from Eddie and Webby, man. Eddie, do you have any last words to say on this? What do you got? No, we'll I think it was a great got. show. I uh, I definitely think that you guys covered some really good topics. And I love the PPA and the APP. Uh, I think they're both awesome. I've, I've been able to work with both of them. And yeah, I don't know what else to add, man. I think you guys, honestly, like you covered so much content tonight. What else can I provide at this point? I will, I will say what both tours are doing they're both unprecedented. They're trying to take the sport to new levels where we haven't seen yet. The PPF, Pro Pickle Federation, tried several years ago and, and couldn't quite make it. The sport wasn't quite ready. Now that the sport's kind of on the brink, I, I mean, we have got to be cheering for both these tours to succeed because if they don't, it's going to be very tough for another tour to rise up and try this again. So let's, let's you know, we, we, we talk about them and bring we bring these, you know, faults to the, your attention, their attention to make sure that they improve and succeed. That's all we want. We want to see both of them succeed. We don't want to see them fail. Yeah, and um, you have to keep in mind, guys, that anything that we went over tonight, yes, some of it may sound opinionated from either of us, but at the same point, it's a lot of facts and it's a lot of things that we've gathered throughout traveling to all these tour events. Kyle and I combined have probably been at the majority of all these tournaments so far. And so we get to talk to everybody, man. And that's not just pros, but amateurs as well to know what they like, what they don't like and what's working and what's not working. So it's not like it's just us saying this. This is this is a gather gathering of information that we are bringing to your attention. And it's, it's not to hurt anybody or, or to over criticize or anything like that but it's just, it is what it is, bro. So you gotta roll with it. All right, and hopefully make some changes. All right, guys, that's the Around the Post show. We'll see you next time.